0: Live from 864 Sound in Greenville, South Carolina, it's the Wash Bros Podcast with your hosts, Matt Jackson
1: and Clay Smith. What's up, guys? It's Matt Jackson and Clay Smith, and we're the Wash Bros. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be episode 19 and we're going to be talking about the differences in like residential and commercial pressure washing and we both have experiences like we started the business getting into just like strictly residential and it's recently evolved into more commercial and especially with Clay with like good repeat business that's really allowing him to like build up multiple trucks and employees and start dominating Greenville.
0: Yeah, let's take over the market, right? (laughs) (laughs) Just not too much. I still got to have some work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh commercial and residential it's almost like you got to have two mindsets like okay do i need to jump for this commercial guy or do i need to run to this residential job right who am i going to schedule who who is more important i think that's the biggest thing like i'm a squirrel in the middle of the road like trying to figure out okay which way do i go uh-huh. right like there's always always a fire somewhere yeah cuz you know you're one mistake away from not having that commercial job but that residential customer, if you take care of them every time you go, they're gonna call you every year, maybe every six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, what am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And then the commercial work, you're waiting anywhere from thirty to ninety days on the check. I'm so just, I'm still waiting from like uh, August. So. Yeah. So and then residential, you get paid. I mean, what right then and there when yeah, you're done? Same you day. know, and I you very don't have to, rarely have anybody I have to wait on. Yeah,
1: you don't have to give like a certificate of insurance or a W nine as well. So
0: and they tip. Yeah, right, that's so true. yeah, you very rarely have to do all the things that you have to do for commercial, but the commercial is the bigger ticket, and I feel like that is the that is the path to growth, though, right? Um, it Moves the needle, oh, especially nice. if you can make that relationship where it's residual. Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, we just picked up a contract doing four um, quarterly cleanings with McDonald's, so that's that's pretty huge for a for a for a company, you know, yeah. for any cleaning company, yeah, and. Talking about getting twenty seven more, so if I do that, you know we're going to have a McDonald's Wash Pro truck, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and then we're with builders. We're we're doing uh, starting a development here in the Upstate, um, and then uh, you know a couple other things. We do some work for big retail locations and stuff like that around here. So. How can you keep yourself busy with, you know, that I think that's 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 a stepping stone start hiring people, start growing, start scaling your business. Like, those are I think that that's important. I don't think like in our industry, like we're in a very, very saturated industry where we're located. Uh, we're in the upstate South Carolina, so we're very, very saturated with pressure washers. There's three
1: pressure washing trucks coming here and it's 30 degrees, yes.
0: So I think it depends on the market. Like, it's very hard to grow strictly off of residential in our market, and probably most markets, like anywhere in Florida, anything like that. Yeah. So, you got to make those connections. I feel like in commercial, I, I don't know. Somebody could prove me wrong, but I that's that's you know, with me studying the market night and day, that's kind of, right. kind of what I've figured.
1: Yeah, I feel like the residential market too, like has the ebbs and flows of the economy more than res. Excuse me. More than commercial does because like these are businesses that need to be cleaned to run and pass inspections, and so they're treating the cleaning as differently than a residential person who's like, I either buy groceries at Costco this week or I have my house pressure washed. So like when the economy is kind of how it is now, like you can count more on commercial than you can on residential.
0: Yeah, and like a lot of the like in my case, like a lot of the like for the for the McDonald's, uh, for instance, like. They have a lot of the the corporate guys come in well mm-hmm. the corporate guys want to see everything cleaned up when they come through so it's like okay you know they have their quarterly inspection so i have to do my quarterly cleaning to make sure everything looks good right yep so uh for instance like that that can't be the only company that's doing that like where can you yeah. where can you go to figure this out like how can you what can you land who do i need to talk to who's in charge and who do i need to get in front of to make sure that i get those but a lot of it's subcontracted out too though so it's uh it's a very t- tough yeah. A tough thing to try to figure out. Yeah,
1: a lot of like it's like we say you just keep putting out good energy professionalism, never like be bad to somebody and then like hey, it'll come back and you're like, Oh, I made that one connection doing some job for one guy and then more yeah. opportunities come and then before you know it you're like, Man, I gotta fill out I gotta build trucks and I gotta hire some employees and but you've done a good job of getting out of that like owner operator mindset and like trusting your business to employees where you're like looking at building out another skid and your mindset shifted even from the last time we've had a podcast.
0: Yeah, it really has. Um, a, a lot of it's the brand awareness deal, you know, make sure that you're putting your brand out there. Um, no, no money you spend on marketing. I wouldn't say would be a waste of money, right? Um, some of the places that I put money is different ROI, right? Mm. But, um, They're also, you gotta, you gotta trust the process. And like the TV, for instance, it's a long-term play. It's not a right now type play. So like Google, uh, that customer is ready to hire you on TV. They just hear you or see you on TV and they're just, they're going to try, they're going to remember you, you know, when that day and time comes. It's brand awareness yeah and it creates you as like kind of an authority too right people are like oh wow that guy's on tv yeah Uh, yeah it's it's, it was cool it was really like i thought i thought it was badass at first but now i'm just like okay yeah you see me on tv cool
1: (laughs) yeah and (laughs) you're leveling up and then you're like all right like just like in the beginning you're like chasing these revenue targets like oh i can do all this by myself or i can do all this with a four gallon a minute and then you're like okay i can do all this with an eight gallon a minute and then it's now you're gonna be like
0: you just keep going
1: and going and going (laughs) yeah it's like it's not as cool you're like okay these numbers are great but now it's like I how can I manage this beast that I'm creating?
0: And I call it the addiction to business. Yeah, it's like a drug, man. Like you just keep chasing it. You you. Sometimes I lose sleep over it. I just, just I just can't quit thinking about it. You know, I want I want that next high of business.
1: I think too, like the more you grow, the the less like worried you're gonna be about the small stuff. Yeah, and you're gonna be a little. You're gonna be detached more from like, hey, you're pressure washing. You're going to somebody's house. There's some BS issue. You can't get a stain out, or like something didn't work you wanted it or a little customer's complaining you're like hey look it's not gonna affect me the same way when i got multiple trucks running yeah. you focus more on the big picture which i think has helped me personally with like not waking up in the middle of the night of cold sweats because i'm like oh my gosh like
0: this person this is overwhelming and this one person's <laughs> mad at
1: me i'm like okay that's great i got like four people mad at me but right. it is what it, it is, is business and it's just like hey this is this is just what happens when you you run a business and you're having multiple people do jobs a day
0: yeah, I think the biggest thing that's helped me a lot though with like customer issues is the first thing I do when I get to a job. I obviously greet them with a smile, right? And then uh, I go over what I have down that I'm going to be doing for them. And then as soon as I get an agreement on that, we walk around the house together. Anything special you need to show me? Yep. Right. Ex- expectations. And, yes. Set expectations with everybody, and uh, that has helped me a, a ton, man. I very rarely have any issues because of that. And then when we're done. We walk all the way around the house with the customer and make sure they're happy. That way, you know, two days later when they say that they're not satisfied with something, you can say, well, you told me you were happy, and I walked you around the house and pointed everything out. You know, so you did everything that you were supposed to do while you were there. And it it saves a lot of time, too. You cover your bases so you don't get
1: somebody telling you to run an hour out of the way. to
0: The biggest, that's my favorite line, you told me. Yeah, You know, I, all I want to do is get that satisfaction yeah, for it's that like, customer. I'm probably. here to
1: serve you, and we walked around, <laughs> and you were happy. Yeah, like,
0: I'm not going to keep going back and forth with people. Um, it just it's just it saves a lot of time and money. Like, I believe in cheating customer, right? But I'm going to do that while I'm there, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yep. Um, but yeah. that's the first thing I do before I load up. We make sure that everybody is happy, everybody's good to go. And sometimes I got to fix stuff. I tell yep. people all the time I'm not perfect. So
1: and, and to, like, how we were talking about commercial versus residential, like, it's a different, it's a different customer with commercial and residential. And I was wrapping up a job for a uh, construction yesterday, and then it's just like fine tuning stuff. And we had a motor go out, so instead of running on two machines, we're running on one machine. And then you just kind of have to say, "Hey, like I know you have time constraints. Like this is what I can do. Like what is the most important stuff for you?" Yeah, because hey, like the- you almost have to control the customer. It's like kind of something from the car sales. Like somebody come in and try to like walk all over you. And like I remember when I was selling cars everybody's like hey you got to get control of your customer Mm -hmm. and then you have to pretty much hey this is like you called me i'm the expert you're gonna trust me and this is how it's gonna work in a non like in, in a way that's respectful to them but you're like being their trusted advisor throughout the process
0: now that you mention that, the biggest thing with me is like matching the energy. Like if they're really nice, I'm going to be really nice back. If they're a dick, I'm going to be a dick back. And I and, and believe it or not, that helps. Like that that just like okay, they respect you a lot more. It's true, yeah. So uh, matching the energy is a big thing for me. But it, I think it also depends on your personality as well.
1: That's like mirroring somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: so they're going to say, Oh, I like that guy.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have a pretty, pretty strong sales background, so it's helped me like a lot. So with business in general and like seeing my mindset and being optimistic and stuff like that too. So
1: like we talk about, like when you've been through the wrath of car sales and especially you're like a manager and you're like finance and all that stuff, like you have so many reps that you've learned what you've learned. And then now you got pressure washing. It's a lot easier. In in, the, in that sense,
0: the business part is so easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, all right. The hard part, I I tell you all the time, is like the hard part for you right now is like you're doing it all yourself. Once you break out and you have your guys like running stuff, it's just gonna be like this is boring. Yeah, because like you're that's your natural ability as opposed to like yeah you're hustling and doing a great job pressure washing, but like you limit yourself so much based upon like time constraints
0: yeah i'm tired of being tired so hopefully i won't, I won't yeah. be tired much longer
1: but you're doing a good job because i i was making these moves like in february as opposed to you who's who's a little more ahead of the eight ball than i was
0: well it's uh it's kind of like you know i started my business in october so if i can grow my business in october i think it's gonna play off as well as it's played off altogether anyway right yeah so like just keep on plugging away staying consistent and trust like the biggest thing for me is like trust in the process and i think that's the hardest for anybody because i mean i see a lot of people they they got their equipment for sale and everything like they're done with it but you know uh just i guess that's so separating the the wheat from the strong or i don't yeah, know how I you want to put that
1: anybody like, can buy a pressure washing uh trailer and say they're a business but most people are just they, and if they just want to treat it as a hobby, that's fine. A lot of a lot of guys are just like, right. yeah. in the spring, in the summer, you see everybody pop up and they're like, oh, I'm going to try pressure washing. And then it's like, this is the season where people's like, either they're doing it only on the weekends because they have a day job or they try to be ambitious and they run out of money and have to sell their stuff.
0: I think that's the difference in being like a pressure washer and being a business owner. Yeah. You know, when you hear people say like the self the self, uh. What is it? Owner operators are not business owners, but I mean, still at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable. Yeah. As a, as owner operator. Yeah, I mean, it's the first step. I mean, in there being is two different. Yeah. That's it's like, like it's an entry a, level. It's
1: like self employment. You're doing it all yourself. You're not a, you're not employed to anybody. But then you start stepping into like you have teams, and then you have employees, and you have overhead. Which I found that jump to be far easier than people like to hype it up. I think people hype that as like, oh, this is like, I'm going to sell you a course on how to do this. Oh, yeah. When in reality, it's like, man, when you're doing everything yourself, you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off mm-hmm. versus just hiring competent people, treating them right and trusting them. It's true. And then they're like, oh yeah, I figured out how to do this. Like you're saying with, with your guy, he's like, I showed him what to do and he picked it up. And then you also have multiple guys helping you out when you have a problem.
0: But you also got to make sure that they respect you enough to listen to what you're having to say too. Like right? The biggest thing with me is it, with any of my employees I've ever had period um, before pressure washing and all this stuff was like showing them that you aren't afraid to do the things that you're asking them to do.
1: That's the thing I do. Too. I, I don't want to do something. I don't want to expect them to do something that I won't do. Right. Like I don't do heights. I don't like ladders. Yeah. So I'm not really selling guys to climb up on a roof without me wanting
0: to do it. Right. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest, that's where I think that's where you earn a lot of your respect is showing them the things that uh, you know, but my employees like they have been following me since the beginning, so they already have a good bit of respect for me. So they already know the things that I've been doing.
1: Were these guys like your
0: friends prior to which? Uh, somewhat, somewhat, just acquaintances and stuff like that. So. I
1: feel like that's the best type of person to hire because yeah, everybody's you like, you don't want family or like friends because then you're gonna have that like awkward relationship. With yeah, them. you
0: don't want it too close, and then you run into like I've had you know, close people work for me for, then they just, they feel like they can run over you. You're going to be cool with them going to do whatever they want to do all the time. And, uh, it's just not really healthy in the business world.
1: Yeah. I find it just like with customers, I find it easier to like get a customer and then they become a friend yeah. and like, Hey, I have an employee. And then they become a friend then mm-hmm. saying, Oh, you're my buddy. Like
0: we've known each other since back when we we're like in high school or college. And I'd much rather work for a stranger than work for somebody. I know. Yeah, Like, I mean, that's like customers. Like I'd, I, I kind of just get cramped, cringe, cringe up when somebody I know contacts and say, hey, I need my house pressure. You always you are know, like, do like, I oh. give them my normal pricing or try to yeah. be nice? And then you're like, how uh, nice can I be? Yeah, just, I try it. to stick with the process, man. Yeah. But then again, just think about it. You know, Johnny B over here, your buddy since elementary school, and you give him a price that he can't afford. And then somebody else is going to pressure wash your house. And then you look like a fool, right? So yeah. I've had that. It's just before. like, you know, it is what it is. I've had
1: people not reach out to me because they didn't want to be weird
0: yeah, that's true. I was like
1: it's like just give me a a six pack and I'll show up
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good thing that's that's I don't know like I say it's business can be weird sometimes but um like I say. Keep going back to this, being confident and trusting in the process has helped me. I mean, it's helped me a ton.
1: Yep. You start to view everything as like you're taking a step back and you have that like 30,000 foot view of things. It's just you're not too emotional up or down.
0: Yeah. And, and not like not letting your emotions get to you. And then like not, I don't know how to say it. Like I say, just not letting your emotions get to you and not like not letting the stress tear you down. I would say um, just keep your confidence you wow, made it this far you're
1: yeah it's like it's it's
0: a lot easier because like when i was trying to scale it's
1: like oh man i'm like starting a business from scratch but it's, it's really not like yeah. the hardest part is like what you cut your teeth back in the day yeah. doing it because you didn't have the knowledge you didn't have the equipment you didn't have the brand now you're just you're in a scaling process where you're like oh man like it won't be as easy but it's you know what hell of a expect. lot easier. yeah so. and especially how you're doing it with all these like contracts and relationships like you'll find when you have multiple trucks and you post about that people will come after you like my average ticket has shot through the roof i'm losing a lot of the like small little subdivision stuff but right. i'm doing hoas i'm doing commercial buildings i'm doing like big ticket stuff and people are just naturally coming to me i wish i had a, a i wish i was like oh yeah like this is the secret sauce but i think when you put out an image of like you have multiple trucks and you're a company yeah and that i think it's easier
0: and and matt's not really saying like start a business tomorrow and then buy four trucks and that's going to be easier. That's not what he's trying to say. He's just saying like once they... I think that there's a respect level that you have to earn to get to that point, right? They've seen, seen you grow as a business and you put your story out there and you let everybody know like, hey, I started this back when I was in college and this yeah. is my passion. This is what I went after and people respect that and they love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. and,
1: and you have thousands of jobs and customers under your belt. So.
0: Yeah, versus you take, uh, you start tomorrow and you buy four trucks and wrap them and then you come out of nowhere. You, you don't you don't really have nothing to sell, sell anybody on, right? Yeah. I, I think that, like I say, Trust in the process, going through the loops, going through the struggle. You know that's the that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I think like revenue
1: wise, before I scaled to another truck, I was at like eight hundred thousand. Right. So it's there's proof of concept there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
1: And then, but yeah, like you said, if 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 you go into it, it's like you do a good job of like, hey, it's the process. Like if you say it's all about the process, it's you're not being ego driven. It's you're not going to be like, oh, like I'm treating this person differently, and then I'm being fake. Or oh, it's look at me. I'm like the big entrepreneur with all the fancy trucks that I have stretched out on all this debt, and then I don't know why I can't get any jobs.
0: Yeah, uh, I see a lot of guys in the area have that problem. Um, a lot of guys reach out to me. I don't really have my, many answers for. Them. I just tell them to watch the podcast, you know. So
1: yeah, it's like hey, if you watch the podcast, you know what we do, and then you, you started simple. out with something pretty much free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweat I do. equity. Yeah. Pretty much it's like sweat equity and humility and plugging away.
0: Yeah, yeah. I helped you install your new one. We threw the old one on there. I gave you a little bit of cash and we were back in business. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's very important um to understand the differences in commercial and residential. You don't want to spend your whole week working on a commercial job if the cash flow is not there in residential. That's
1: the truth. I feel like yeah. they're both important. Especially if you're starting out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we're going um, uh, we're going to do a pretty big job in a couple of weeks and it's like, okay, this is going to take me three or four days, but you know, what, what am I going to do until I get paid for that? Right. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, we average anywhere from 1500 to 2000 a day. So three days, I mean, that's potentially six, $7,000 just that I could have been making, which I'm going to sacrifice this time for another job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, uh, just all about, I guess, What's your You gotta blend to go it up. out. You gotta blend it, yeah. So
1: like when you jump into like the more business and you have all this revenue coming in and expenses going out, it's like cash flow becomes an issue. Yeah. So yeah.
0: that's what I've worked on all year is building capital and that's uh been awesome. So yeah I mean it's helped helped my growth for sure. But uh that I think that pretty much wraps us nineteen, right? Yep. Episode 19. nineteen and uh Hopefully we get in here more, do some more of this stuff. Um, Since it's getting a little colder, I can do this stuff in the morning time until I get everybody on the road. And and, uh, like I say, guys, we're going to be in Orlando February for that convention out there. I don't remember the name. I'll be able to t- give you a little more information next right. time. But letters. we will be in Orlando in February. I can assure you for that convention. So, yep, be fun. Um, like us on Facebook. Um, be sure to be watching our reels, share our reels. Let's get the word out there to everybody that's looking into pressure washing, maybe interested, maybe in pressure washing now that maybe struggling. Go to powerwashingcoach.com. Check us out. Fill out a form. We'd be happy to. Happy to speak with you about some things. Maybe help you get your business going. Yep. Um, YouTube, uh, YouTube. Matt's got a book out. Uh, definitely got a lot of information in it.
1: Yeah, the no pressure pressure washing. Put it up on Amazon. By the time of this, we'll probably have like fifty reviews. So
0: yeah, it's got it's got some great reviews. You're trying to in it. Um, trying to
1: get that up as just kind of like a free resource. If you have Kindle Unlimited, it's free. If not, it's a dollar ninety nine. So
0: yeah check his book out to help you out a lot too um if you're scared to talk to us um but other than that just be sure you're sharing us away uh like i said we we'll, we'll be working on some more merch um when we get more people interested um and yeah that's pretty much it i think that closes out episode 19 um give us a shout we'll look forward to seeing you episode 20 see ya. see you